0: what is up everybody and welcome into this very special bonus episode of entertainment purposes only that's right we're not even talking college football this episode we're talking about the Ryder cup i told you last episode this might be coming and it was tough to squeeze it in i'm going to be honest with you but hey i'm here for you guys i'm here to serve the people so here we are Ryder cup starts this friday be ready Gonna have to make a strong, strong, strong pot of coffee for this one, guys. I think we're getting started in the 1 a.m. hour on Friday, if you plan on watching this one. So, we do it because if you're watching this show, you're a sicko. So, a lot of you probably are planning on staying up to watch that. Just, you know, Ryder Cup comes around once every two years. I think it's worth it. You'll be a little tired at work on Friday. Deal with it. So... This Ryder Cup is in Rome, Italy. Ever heard of it? Marco Simone Golf and Country Club is the course. Now, rumor has it, it's a pretty hilly course. Not unlike the one right here in our backyard, Augusta National. Something to keep an eye on. Especially some guys probably going to be playing two matches a day. Some potentially five matches in three days. That place can take it out of you. Now, What makes the Ryder Cup so great? Obviously, for those of you who just have no idea, it's a team golf event where it's Team USA versus Team Europe. All the best golfers from the United States and from Europe, uh, they play match play team events. And how it works is, so it goes Friday, Saturday, Sunday. On Friday and Saturday, there will be four matches that are four ball and four matches that are four sums. Four ball means each player plays their own ball. And these matches are two versus two, by the way. So two Americans versus two Europeans. And four ball, everybody plays their own ball. The best score on your team is the score your team takes. Match play, of course, like all of these matches are. And then four sums is alternating shots. So two versus two again, whoever drives the ball off the tee, the other player will hit the second shot and they keep alternating throughout the hole. There are eight matches on Friday, eight matches on Saturday, and on Sunday, there will be 12 matches that are all singles. Just everybody on the team playing each other one-versus-one for the last day, and that usually ends up deciding uh, who wins the cup. So, really cool format. Really, the Sunday is just really awesome when it's just one-versus-one, mano a Nothing better than that. It's always really fun. If you haven't seen it, or even if you haven't watched it since it came on that day, it's worth a YouTube. Go back, look up Rory McElroy versus Patrick Reed on Sunday singles in 2016. It's worth a YouTube. I promise you won't regret it. It You got two professional golfers out there playing a golf match acting like they're professional wrestlers. Just it It was awesome. That's all I'll say. Go watch it. But after you watch this, of course, finish watching this video, don't forget to like and subscribe. Just because this is a bonus episode, you're not off the hook. Like the video, hit that little thumbs up down there, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. While you're at it, go over to Apple Podcasts, give me that five-star review on there too. So, Ryder Cup is great because 99.9% of the time you're watching golf, it's an individual sport, right? Right. There's no team aspect to it other than the players working with their caddy throughout the tournament. And one of the things we love about sports should be all-star games. Think about it. It's all the best players getting together to play a game with and against each other. Should be great, right? It's not usually in football, basketball, baseball, hockey, because they don't care about those games. They're exhibitions. Nothing to them. The Ryder Cup, it's more or less an all-star game where the participants care about it more than they care about the championship of their own leagues. That's why it's awesome. Like I said, that Patrick Reed Rory McIlroy match from 2016 will show you all you need to know about that. It's the best of the best caring more than they do for pretty much any event, including majors. It's really awesome stuff. So let's get into the teams Captains, Luke Donald versus Zach Johnson. Luke Donald for Europe, of course. Zach Johnson for the USA. Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I've been a big Zach Johnson fan through my whole career. Won the Masters in 07. I just really like the way that he's carried himself over the years. I've been a fan. I have not been a fan of how he's captained this team so far. I think he has let the players run some of the decisions. I think... As captain of the U.S. Ryder Cup team, your goal should be to assemble the 12 best United States golfers you can, and I don't believe he did that, and we'll get into that here soon. So, the teams for the USA, in alphabetical order, we got Sam Burns, Patrick Cantlay, Wyndham Clark, Ricky Fowler, Brian Harmon, Max Homa, Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa, Xander Shoffley, Scotty Scheffler. Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, and that's the team. So, that's a good team. Really good team. It's not the best team it could be, though. And we all know why. Brooks Kepka almost qualified for this team automatically on points. He plays on live. He's played four events this year that give you Ryder cup points. And he's still almost automatically qualified. Zach Johnson didn't really have a choice, but to pick Brooks Kepka. So he did. I also think of the live guys, Brooks is the one who the rest of the guys don't really mind having around. He's a bro. One of the guys hasn't been obnoxious about the live stuff the way some of the other ones have, but Justin Thomas did not deserve to be on this team, guys. It was a foregone conclusion before this PGA season that Justin Thomas would be a part of this team because he's been one of the best players in the world for the last handful of years, obviously. He's won two majors in his career. A lot of wins. Great player, no doubt about it. He had a terrible year. He did not qualify For the tour championship this season. The tour championship is the top 30 players on tour. He didn't make it. And you're telling me. He's one of the 12 best American golfers right now. To go represent this country in this event. No. No. I don't care. If he is Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler's best friend. I don't care if he's one of Zach Johnson's best friends. Zach Johnson's goal. As the. Captain of the Ryder Cup team is to put together the best team possible. He didn't do it. Meanwhile, Bryson DeChambeau is on fire over at the end of the live season, shooting sixty twos all over the place. And not only does he not make the team, like his live cohort Brooks did, he didn't even get a call from Zach Johnson. Zach basically said he wasn't even considered for a position. And if you're being honest with yourself, at the time the captain's picks had to be made, who's playing better golf? If anyone's being honest with themselves, not anyone in their right mind would say Justin Thomas was playing better golf. And at the end of the day, is that not what this is all about? Questionable. Dare I say ballsy. Hope that doesn't get me flagged on YouTube. We'll see. Team Europe. Ludwig Aberg, Matt Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fleetwood, Tyrrell Hatton, Nikolai Hoygaard, Victor Hovland, Shane Lowry, Robert McIntyre, Rory McElroy, John Rahm, Justin Rose, Sepp Straka. A lot of talented players on there. Not quite as many super elite talented players as on the U.S. team, but there's enough, and we'll get into that later. just read out the two teams to you I don't think it's any secret that the U.S. has a much deeper team than the Europeans like one through 12 they're all really good I just talked trash on Justin Thomas he's still very good he had a bad year this year I don't think he was the right pick for this team but overall you know if Justin Thomas is your weak link you're doing okay still Europe doesn't have the depth that the U.S. team does but they can match up with the studs. One through six, they're as good as anybody. Matt Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fleetwood, Tyrrell Hatton, Victor Hovland, Shane Lowry, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Justin Rose. You kidding me? Those guys can beat anybody. And here's the beauty of the Ryder Cup for Team Europe. If you want to, you can have all those guys I just named go play five matches. Have your other guys not even hit a shot until Sunday singles. And at that point, they're fresh. No one's really expecting much out of them if they haven't played until Sunday singles. They're playing with house money in their matches at that point. I just, like I said earlier, though, only drawback to that is this is not An easy course to walk, five matches in three days, could really take it out of them. Bigger guy like Shane Lowry, trust me, I get it. But the rest of those guys should be fine with that. I don't know. It's going to be real interesting to see. If I'm Luke Donald, that's what I'm doing. I'm just riding the horses. Saying, take me there, boys. Let's get it done. Whatever Europe has been doing lately has been working. The United States has not won a Ryder Cup in Europe in 30 years. That didn't stop Wyndham Clark from talking some trash. Now, Wyndham Clark, most of you probably haven't heard of him until this PGA season. He won one event, I think it was a smaller event, and then he won the U.S. Open. Sort of outlasted Rory McIlroy in that U.S. Open. One Clark's feeling himself a little bit. He said, yeah, War is one of the best in the world, but I look forward to playing against him and I expect to win. Again, don't, if it comes down to it, you have to say something. Of course, you're going to say that you expect to win. Like, don't blame him for that. But just why say it? You know, why poke that bear? It's like when Abe Answer did the same thing to Tiger Woods a few presidents cups ago. Like, dude, why? Because that's not like if both of you play your A game, Wyndham Clark, you're not beating Rory McIlroy. You played your A game that US Open. He played maybe his B game and you beat him by one stroke. Wyndham Clark also very confident in his team said he enjoyed his rest after the FedEx Cup season. Feels fresh. And the Europeans, who have all been playing since then, might get mentally fatigued throughout the taxing week and that the Europeans could leak oil by Sunday. I'd be okay if Jordan Spieth, Brooks Kepka, Scotty Scheffler, heck, Xander Schauffele was saying this. Wyndham Clark, nobody outside of your immediate family has known who the heck you are for a year. Who are you? Why are you doing this? Like, what gives you the right to go over to Europe at their house and just start talking trash to them? You haven't accomplished anything you won a major this year at the L.A. Country Club. That's a Mickey Mouse U.S. Open. Yeah, I said it. Now you're coming over here acting like Coach Prime. I just don't get it. What? The Europeans got embarrassed at the last Ryder Cup two years ago, whistling straight. The so U.S. won 19-9. You don't think since then they've been doing everything, gearing up towards this Ryder Cup, and you're just going to come over here, Mr. Wyndham Clark, Johnny cum lately? and just throw down the gauntlet like that, again, I'd be fine if one of the horses said it. Wyndham Clark, you ain't that. Based off what I've said so far, I now fully expect Justin Thomas and Wyndham Clark to win five points each in this Ryder Cup, by the way, but that's how my football picks have gone so far this year on this show. I do expect Jordan Spieth to have a good Ryder Cup. Here's why. He and his wife just had a baby. So he's there alone. He's solo. Dude's on vacation right now. Like, you have a newborn, and you get to leave the wife and the kids to go over to Rome to play a golf event. Like, the fact that the Ryder Cup is your only responsibility this week, compared to what it could be back at home, dude is living He's going to go four and one this week, I think. All right. Got a few graphics for you. Water break. Bam. So here we have a list of all the players on the team. Their official world golf ranking. because is a bit skewed. He's a top 10 player, but since they still don't give world ranking points for live events, he's slipped a lot. Got what number Ryder Cup this is for him. Their records in the three formats in Ryder Cup, singles, four ball, and foursomes. And then all the way to the outside, you have everyone's course history at this course. You'll see, over on the U.S. side, not a single player has played a competitive event at this course. Over on the European side, you got a fourth-place finish, a second-place finish, an eighth-place finish, a tied-for-second-place finish, and two wins. Advantage Euros on that one. Did you guys know out of everybody on these teams, Justin Rose has the highest Ryder Cup win percentage. I wouldn't have guessed that. When I think Ryder Cup, I think of, you know, Patrick Reed, he's not on the team. Hadn't been playing great this year, but he's also on Live, so you knew he wouldn't make it. Although they're using Justin Thomas's Ryder Cup record as an excuse to put him on this team. We're Patrick Reed was literally nicknamed Captain America for the first half of his career because of how awesome he was in these events. But that's another discussion. Looking at, looking over here, guys. I don't know. I don't know. Seems to lean toward Europe. Bam. Bam. These greens are bent grass greens. Okay. And here we have all the players in the event ranked by how they putt on bent grass greens. As you can see, the top four players on bent grass greens are European. Look all the way down there to the bottom. Bobby Mack's down there last. Bobby Mack's not going to play until Sunday singles. He's the one I'm certain won't unless somebody gets sick or hurt or something on the European team. Besides that, numbers 23, 22, 21, and 20 are all Americans. Bottom of the barrel there for the bent grass greens. Scotty Scheffler. 2nd worst putter on bent grass greens. Not surprising, because for those of you who watched the PGA Tour this season, Scotty Scheffler could have arguably had the best season of all time on the PGA Tour if he just would have been middle of the pack and putting. Dude was just a top-five machine. Couldn't win, couldn't putt. Bottom of the field and putting every week. That's supposed to be one of our horses on the U.S. side. I hope he's learned how to putt in the last month. I don't know. I don't know. The odds. Wouldn't be entertainment purposes only if we didn't talk about the odds. USA is a minus 140 favorite. Europe is plus 110. That's to hoist the cup. Now, that's an important distinction. Because, like I said, there's 28 points on the board. you got to get 14.5 to win. If it's a 14-14 tie, the USA retains the cup because they currently hold it. So, USA went to it with 14 points. Europe has to get to 14.5. Probably won't come into play, but you never know. But even so, I think the USA is favored more than they should be here. Minus 140 versus plus 110. Sort of tipped it off already, but here's my pick. Pains me to do it. I take no pleasure in doing that. But I got to call it like I see it. USA hasn't won a Ryder Cup in Europe in 30 years, like I said. I'm just not getting the vibes from this group that they're going to be able to break that streak. I feel like Europe wants it more. I think Europe's taking it more seriously. I think Europe wins this thing by more than three points. Hope I'm wrong. I'm a red-blooded American like the rest of you are. But I just don't see it with this team. Sad. We'll see. Thanks for hanging out. Bonus episode of Entertainment Purposes Only.